ahead and get started. Does anybody have anything written down now that you want to give me in advance? We want to wait a couple minutes. Okay, perfect. So this is unconventional ministry to girls. Oh, where is that at? Unconventional ministry to girls and. I am Angel Perovsky. If you accidentally came in here, I'm not going to be offended if you get up and leave because you thought this was something else. Right. If you leave, I'll trick you on the But everybody else, they have <laughs> Right. Awesome. So I'm Angel Perovsky. I'm the girls' ministry director in Ohio. And actually, several of the ladies, can you raise your hand if you're a rep, if you represent girls' ministry? So if you look around the room, these are great resources for you. And Mandy Grote, we are so blessed. So she was, up until a few months ago, the national girls' ministry director, really just spearheading what was happening from a national standpoint. She is back with us in Ohio and is yes. serving with me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. team member, that either one of us, if you have any questions, we'd love to partner with you and resource you in whatever that looks like for your local church. So um, I'm also co-pastor of a church in Northeast Ohio, and we're getting ready to start our first church plant in the fall. So a lot going on, right? And the really cool thing about that is that the church um, that we're currently at, who will will continue to lead, it's going to look very different girls' ministry than it's going to look at the church in Akron, where it's a little bit more inner city, right? And so that's what I love about this, is there's no, like, here's the box that fits in your suburban church, and here's the box that fits in your inner city church, and here's the box that fits in your rural church, and everything in between, which is super awesome. So if you're here, I think you know the importance of discipleship, which is what we're all about. And we've talked about the difference between mentoring and discipling. Mentoring is super important. It's valuable to ministry to girls. Mentoring will change a person's view, where discipleship will change a person's life. So I have mentored girls in my youth ministry. Some are like, teach me how to cook your tacos. Teach me how to do this. And I come over and I teach them how to do something. It changes their view on what that could taste like, right? But without the word of God, it doesn't shape their life. So it's so important to keep that at the forefront of what we're doing. And that is what girls ministry is about. It's just about equipping young girls specifically to live and learn and live for Jesus, live with him, live for him, and to know his word. Because our best living is when we know him, right? When we know how to take the next step, when we know what's coming next. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm just going to start with a couple of questions I have because that will be more fun. So senior girls are hard to get together. How, they, how can they complete girls only with limited classes? So multiple options. <laughs> and how many in the room have a girls ministry program, something going for your church right now, currently, if you can raise your hand? Okay, how many don't have anything but you're interested in starting something from the ground up? Perfect. And how many of you who have a girls ministry program are doing the national office program as it's written, I would say. You're familiar with the program. Okay, perfect, just so we know what we're talking about. Okay, so this question is from somebody who already does the program. Um, there are a variety of ways. In my local church, it's a once a, once a month on a Friday night. So we get together, it has been a Saturday just based on schedules, but we get together and it's four hours. And that seems like a long time, but we cook together, we hang out together. It is not just four hours of sitting and going through the curriculum. Um, so we just, once a month, we have, we call it Girls' Night Out. 
and there's something fun, it's a party, uh, whatever it is that we do, we kind of theme around the topic. Again, we talk about cooking together, so if we're doing a unit on healthy lifestyle, we have activities and like sporting type games, we have, uh, we cook tacos together, and I mean we're talking about like proper way to cut tomatoes and how many calories are in each item that we're putting on, so what kind of, what kind of taco do we want? Do we want the kind with the sour cream? I do. I'm going to add a lot of calories to that, right? And so just kind of making it fun and enjoyable so that it doesn't seem like I'm giving up a Friday night. It's, I'm going to invite my girlfriends to come hang out with me on Friday night. They're going to get to hear about Jesus, but in a fun way. Um, so that's just one option. I do know multiple churches that just get together once or twice a month, and they have like hour, hour and a half long sessions. I will say my favorite part Hey, I'm supposed to not bring attention to the people in the room, but I swear if you post a picture, be like this, mid-sentence. <laughs> so can we just post this? Can I just have this I'm really talking pose? Like, she looks so I sweet. <laughs> I got to pay all of you instructing him. Oh. <laughs> I'm totally messing with you. <laughs> So uh, we'll have fun in here. This is a very laid-back atmosphere. Um, so I totally forgot what I was talking about. Okay, so girls only. <laughs> um, I would say the important thing, especially when you're talking about um, friends and girls only, is to have as much eyes up as possible. So what I mean by that is we, you know, you have um, the journals and the questions that they need to ask. So what we do in the room, because you know they're writing in their answers, is we have each girl come up and we write it on big post-it notes around the room. So they'll share their answers, because otherwise what are they doing? They're there, we know that girls are wanting to talk and wanting to interact, but if we keep them like this the whole time, mm -hmm. yeah. it's school, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not getting this, and that is so valuable to teenage right. girls. So just being creative in those environments that do want, to, that gets them to want to come, if that makes sense, as opposed to like, I'm going to go and do more school. I'm going to check this off that I did it and I finished it. But like, I can't wait to go because I'm going to get to talk to Mandy. Like, we're going to have fun and I'd love to hear about her and what's going on in her life. But so um, when you do the four hours, are you actually doing all the booklet work during that four hours or mm -hmm. are they doing the work before they come in? So we do it there together. Okay. Yep. I never tried to send anything home because that's homework. Yeah, yeah, it's homework. And then there is that, like, oh, I didn't come in, but I didn't get my work done, so I'm not going to go. But you're not right? reading the lesson every, you're, are you reading all four lessons, too? Okay, so. Some of them are so, All right. Yeah, I was going to say, some people might shoot me for saying this. I hope not. You're in my, you're in my session now. So, <laughs> but the reality of it is, we can look through those lessons, and some of them overlap. Some of them, we know the story already. We have taught it a gazillion times, or we have read that Bible story a bunch of times. I am a huge fan of paraphrasing, and like this is the point they want them to hear. We're going to talk about it. We're going to reference it, but I don't need to read an entire story and bore them when we have been talking about Ruth for the last three weeks. They get it. I'm going to reference that story. I'm going to go to the point they want to talk about. We're going to get into the meat of it. So at the end of this lesson, what is it that it's trying to teach them? talk about that right um, so you read it once you cover it but it's not I don't think we need to like word-for-word word script everything get to the, get right. to the point um, so that's the way I would do it unconventionally mm -hmm. that's how it works I don't for think me that's unconventional, but I mean, no. the 
theory of backwards design is you go with what you want the girls to get out of it. You work right. your way backwards and you talk about it how you yeah. need to talk about it mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, no, nobody wants to sit in a sermon or in a class where somebody's like reading to them, right? It's none of our learning preferences. So just the idea of coming in, knowing what the meat of this is, knowing what we're going to be talking about, being prepared with that. I will say, especially with high school girls, come in with answers. Make sure you know, like as we're talking, you know, well, what, what do you think the Bible is saying when it mentions this? Make sure we have the right answer. And the curriculum does provide that for us. But also be okay with high school girls and not always having the answer. You know Sorry. what? I'm not, I'm not real sure. Let's look at that together. Let's dive in. Does anybody else in the room have the answer? I'm going to need to get back to you. That's a really tough one. Because to me, that shows them it's okay to be vulnerable. I know that, I know that Christine loves Jesus and she's a rock star Christian and she doesn't know all the answers. I'm safe now. I don't need to either. I don't need to be, pretend to be somebody I'm not or be holier than I am or whatever they might be struggling with. So just that authenticity and vulnerability and also, you know, we do live in a culture that doesn't know the word. So people are going to have an opinion. What do you think the Bible's saying about that? So not the thing. No, we're not going to say that. But actually, let's take a look. Let's take a look here. Um, be good. Anything else on high school ministry? Girls, girls only or high school ministry that I haven't touched on? I was going to say, there's some smart people in the room who have other ideas, so shout it out. This isn't a comment, I'm going to lecture you. That's not my style. So if you have something to say, please say it. Okay, so the next one, we're going to get on a different age level. Teaching a 9- and 10-year-olds, just interested in what this is all about, um, and do I need this for my class? So, depends on what all this is about. So, basically the heart of girls' ministry is that you don't have to have a cookie-cutter way to reach the girls in your ministry. Right. So, if you're teaching 9- and 10-year-old girls, we want you to teach those 9- and 10-year-old girls how that best works for your local church. Um, there isn't one way that is going to work for everybody all the time, and that's okay. The most important thing is that you know your girls, you know their backgrounds, you know the culture of your community, and you create an atmosphere that's safe in respective to that, which again is going to look very different for every single person in this room, unless you're at the same church, right? So um, it is just really important to... I think it could look different at the same church. I, I mean, for real, it, it could. It absolutely could. So sometimes these junior high girls are going through something totally different than the high school girls. And that's, that's a thing. So understanding what are these 9- and 10-year-old girls facing in their schools today? Uh, what are their home lives like? What have they been learning in church? What is their history? Have, are their parents Christians? All of these factors that we look and say, yeah, that's important. Um, and I say that in respect to... We had our three and four year old class, so this is relevant even in the nine and ten year olds, uh, doing a unit on family. And so one of the people, one of the little boys, said, Well, I'm adopted and my family's different and I'm black, but my mommy's white. And we're like, Yeah, right? And so in that moment, we could have just shied over that and went right along, but our teacher was prepared and she just kind of, you know, sat there and had her moment and she's like, that's fantastic. Do we want to talk about what that looks like in God's family and walk through how God adopts us? And we are all sons and daughters. I mean, it was such a beautiful moment. But had she not known the parents, had she not known the history of this child and how open they are about their relationship with him, it could have been real awkward. It could have been like, 
am I allowed to touch on that? Is this okay for other parents? No, we're going to talk about how this is this is God's family, right? That God chooses, chooses us and calls us into his family and what that looks like physically as well. So, um, so yeah, I think this is important for 9- and 10-year-olds too. And I'm going to hold off on the other one. Does anybody else have any questions? you want to pass anything up? Yeah. Yes, I don't want to pass it up because it's quite a follow-up of something else. Sure. I haven't done any children's ministry, so I'm kind of like listening as to what you are supposed to offer. My first question would be, when you're talking about girls, mm -hmm. is what is the age for this type of group that you will be teaching? I know I can hear you, high school, teenagers, mm -hmm. but from what age to what age are they supposed to be? So girls, because I know they vary in, in ages. Mm -hmm. Sure. So girls' ministry starts. I mean, we have curriculum available from nursery all the way through high school. So any age, really. And the the point is, and there's a session actually. Tom and Mandy are going to be doing it. It is going to be amazing. So go to theirs. Um, but it's talking about the difference in learning styles between boys and girls. Right? They learn very different. They communicate very different. And that's a real thing. We were created that way. Even tomorrow, I'll be doing a sermon on marriage, and we talk about, like, submission and love, and we're doing, like, the Ephesians 5, so y'all pray for me because I got the submission talk to the ladies in the room, right? But we were designed and created to learn and behave differently. Um, and so, so, yeah, this curriculum starts being able to instruct and teach uh, little girls from a young age how to grow in the Lord and how that looks as, as a female. Okay, how about special kids? What you call with the disabilities and all that? Because you cannot mm -hmm. always say if you only have one in a one church mm -hmm. interaction with the rest of the other because the attention span is basically different from the rest of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just feeling my way around here and all that type of a thing and see I do other missions but not sure. Yeah, does anybody have any suggestions? I'm going to actually defer because we have a specialist in the room, so I have like an answer I can give to you, but Crystal is a special needs teacher, so I'm going to let her take the floor. Um, I actually, it's been an adventure. I raised most, I do the three, the three to five-year-olds right now, and I have two students with special needs in my room, and we just make sure I have an extra helper, because right. two of them need a little bit more attention. Mm -hmm. So we've employed an extra helper to make sure now instead of two in the room, we have three in the room um, for some safety reasons. Uh, but I change the pacing of what I do based on what they need. So maybe we only spend five minutes doing something where before we spent 10. So pacing is huge to keep them engaged, giving them hands-on activities and getting all of their senses involved helps with that attention span and allows you, but even just giving them something to do while you're talking, something mm -hmm. to fidget with, something to hold, um, those kind of things help. Yeah. And then modify as you need to bring it down to the just This is basically when the kids are going to church. Yeah. But if they go to church and then quit and then go to church, how do you encourage those? Because special needs children are kind of hard to bring to church, mm -hmm. basically. How do you handle that in terms of uh, dealing with parents or 
you know, that the kids will have to be brought to the church. That, that's, I think, one of the hurdles. Are they not coming, do you feel like, because there's not a place for them? Is that, do you, is that the issue or the angle you're coming from? I think uh, you can hear the kids say it's boring at church. Okay. Okay. Uh, nothing much to do. And special needs are attention span is okay. Mm -hmm. Certain point they're here, another another time. There are some rails. So there are it's just kind of hard to, at some points, to deal with these kids, mm -hmm. to bring first to church, even if they are at church, but they are not regularly going to church. Sure. So how to handle that type of a situation, dealing with parents, it's kind of tough work. So there are many churches now that are having sensory rooms available for special needs kids. And just having a place that stimulates their senses, that they are able to learn the Word of God, but it is just for them. Um, and we find that that's super beneficial when it's possible, and I know that that's not always possible in every church, and the facility doesn't accommodate that. But if it does, it is a super huge win for the local church. I do know, and I, this isn't the class for it, and I think they even have some sessions yeah. on it, but the chorals yes, are. are doing, um, but they will say like 90% of special needs families don't attend church for that reason. Right. Right. Um, it is difficult to be in that environment, so having a safe place for them that is consistent, that is stimulant to what they need would be super helpful. Yeah, Linda. Yeah, um, one of the most important things is that you make that parent understand that their child is loved and their priority. And yeah. that child and that parent is doing a great job. And so she they can be your best advocate because they'll tell you what stimulates the child, what sets them off, what keeps them calm. And so you are working together mm -hmm. and you're telling them we value your child right. and we want them there. And any child can learn the Word of God regardless. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago I had a child who could not retain, uh, was not capable, and, and I asked the Lord, I said, how am I going to get the scripture in this child? And the Lord had me do this. And I said, what in the world is that? A friend loveth at all times. Now, do you hear it again? Listen. And the child got it because it was something mm -hmm. that she could hear and see. Sure. Okay? So God can give you. You get down mm -hmm. before the face of God. You say, Lord, what's the key? Because every child can learn. You yeah. just have to find the right key Yeah. to open it up. That's good. Christine? She might not be familiar with girls' ministries, but it's not boring. Right. <laughs> um, so it's not just a curriculum-based. It's a mentoring and discipleship. So we actually, it's scheduled, you, you know, have free time, you do crafts, you have snack. Yes, you do a lesson and a book, but that's not the whole time. The rest of the time, you're interacting with the other girls, with the teachers. It's a, um, we really, it, we do it an hour and a half, we could probably do it in two hours. I yeah. mean, we need more time because, like our star girls, they're making puppets. And, you know, that is, so there's things, there's, you know, they do badges, kind of like Girl Scouts, but it's Christian orientated, is how I, I usually describe girls' ministries. Kind of like Girl Scouts, but with Christian, Jesus. With yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Girl Scouts. So we're doing badges, and we're learning, you know, and then the badges, you know, cooking badge, they're actually cooking. Mm -hmm. And doing things, you know, yeah. and as they get older, they have different units they do. Yeah. 
and it's more related to age appropriate. So even like preschool, which is rainbows, the younger classes, I mean, their lessons are probably like five minutes. Not even. It's very age appropriate, so you're teaching on their attention span, doing a little craft, right. you know, and um, they, they have little memory verses mm -hmm. that they can remember. But girls' ministries is far yeah. from boring. And that is, it's important to know that the girls' <laughs> ministry curriculum is set up by age. I mean, it's like yes. preschool, kindergarten, first and second grade, third through fifth grade. It's very age-appropriate mm -hmm. in how it's taught and how deep it goes. Um, so that is, that is a huge win for that. And we know that girls, and this is what I love about the girls' ministry model, because it does, it is mentoring and discipleship hand in hand. We know that girls learn more quickly and more deeply when they're taught by a mentor. When somebody is walking through life with them, when they care about them outside of the classroom, I mean, come on, we can go and we can sit in a sermon all day long and hear from somebody, but if we don't know the pastor, if we've never heard from him, we, if he's not out shaking our hand or invested, right? Like, then it's yeah. like, well, that's the pastor, but I'm probably not going to call him if I'm going through a hard time. I'm going to call my friend or that person in my life. As a pastor, I'm not hating on pastors. I'm, that holds me accountable, right? So I'm not talking about hate on your pastors. What I'm saying is we know that if I'm an effective pastor, then I'm walking through life with you, right? right. And so with mentoring and in girls' ministry, it does require us to spend time with our girls, investing in them, being hand-in-hand -hand with them. That mentoring process is so important, and it does take time. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is the easiest thing in the world to do, and everybody should do it, and you're going to have so much time in the world. Uh, that's nothing worth anything is ever free, cheap, or easy, right? The most valuable things in our life cost time, money, attention. Like, we give a lot to it. And when we think about these girl souls, we think about a culture right now that is fighting to teach them something that is so counteractive to what the Word of God teaches. Now more than ever, we need women stepping up and saying, I'm going to give my time, I'm going to give my attention, I'm going to give my talent, I'm going to give my resources, whatever I can do to walk with these young women and say, okay, this is who you are. This is who Christ created you to be. This is what the Word of God says over you so that they know how to answer when people are challenging them. Um, I was actually just talking to a woman from my church. Her fourth grade daughter was just asked out by a girl, and she came home from church mortified, or from school mortified, like, She's nine years old. She's never even had a boy ask her out, right? Like, this was her first experience and came home. Well, thank God she knows the word. Thank God she knows who she is in him. And she was able to handle the, the situation appropriately. But this is a young girl who has had people in her life say, okay, let me work, let me work with you. Let me, let me be a part of your life. Let me talk to you when you're hurting. So what you do is so incredibly important. I want to talk about... So any questions before we move on? Okay. Um, some common misconceptions with the girls' ministry program. Um, it's an expensive program. It is one of the cheapest. And when we, when we look at uh, kids' men and youth ministry curriculums and what is out there, it is actually cheaper than any of those that are available. Um, girls have to wear uniforms. No. No. Nope, 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 not true. If your church wants to, I mean, we do have churches that are like, well, we don't buy uniforms from the national office, but um, we actually just had a presbytery telling us yesterday, my church has, like, kid men shirts, and everybody wears them on the same night, and that's their preference. If you want to do that, great, but there are no uniforms required. Um, 
I would say I'm not a big fan, but I'm also in a suburban church that that doesn't work, right? Some uh, rural churches and inner city churches almost like that better for whatever reason. It's like the structure and like the kids eat that up. Um, in suburbia, you're like, don't tell me what to do, right? <laughs> so, so nope, we know we're not going to do uniforms at our church. It's not going to be a win. Um, but again, that comes with knowing it. So no, uniforms are not required. Um, the curriculum focuses on badges and achievement more than on mentoring girls. The curriculum does not, but sometimes leaders do, right? And so that's where we need to be careful. Um, I had a training a couple years ago, and I People were just like, I just, I'm trying to get through the lesson. I'm trying to, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And, and the girls are asking questions. And now it's like, getting through the lesson means the girls are asking questions. <laughs> they're going to get so much more out of it when they're a part of the conversation, right? Um, so I know in my local church, we do the curriculum, but we actually don't do badges. Now, they honor, but we don't give them badges throughout the years. They don't have sash. They've never seen that in five, six years. Now, it doesn't mean they're not being discipled. It doesn't mean they're not going through the program and getting the work done. But we don't even want that to be a factor for them because what we were finding, and again, it's not wrong to do it the other way, so please hear me on this. This is unconventional approach, right? I would have another discussion somewhere else. We know that what we were seeing is girls who weren't coming or they would miss because maybe they had volleyball for a couple weeks. Now they're behind and they're not caught up, so they're not coming anymore. We're like, oh, no, that's not that's not going to be a thing. You're not going to walk in and say, well, I haven't been here the last three Wednesday nights, so I'm just not going to come because now I'm behind. No. So, yeah, please, please don't make it about badges and achievement um, as much as possible. Uh, again, uh, another common misconception is it requires too many volunteers. So if you're a church of 50 and you've got one or two women, you can do it, Right? Combined classes, get together. This is a great opportunity to have your older girls mentoring your younger girls. So having your fourth and fifth grade girls singing and leading songs for them, with obviously they're there with you. doesn't matter that they're on key at that age. They're cute. Have some fourth grade girls come up here and start singing, and you're like, oh, right? But those little three, four, five-year-old girls are going to be like, I want to be like you when I grow up. I can't wait till I can do lessons and hand motions for the girls. So just think creatively in that and know it doesn't have to be, well, I only have enough, you know, kindergartners to have a class. I don't have anything for that. Combine them. Have fun with them. Be creative in that approach. Um, anything else? I thought I saw a hand while I was talking. Were you just checking your watch? Hey, girl, I thought you were going to say something awesome. All right, so again, this is kind of alludes to what I was saying. It's hard for new girls to become plugged in if they miss parts of the program, not if the program isn't the focus, right? Then new girls are able to come in, and they just enjoy being a part of that. Um, the curriculum is boring and outdated. Okay, just so we're aware, every single curriculum, is stars finished or is it finished this year? I go to the ADLC this year. I don't know where it's headed. Okay. So every, every area except for the third through fifth grade has been updated in the last couple years. So it is not boring. It is not outdated. Honestly, I'm just going to say this. I truly believe, not because I'm the girls' ministry director, okay, for real, because I don't blow smoke. I think it's the best discipleship material I've ever laid my eyes on. That's right. Like, ever. Ever, ever, ever. My husband has used the girls-only curriculum on Wednesday nights for our adults. They have no idea that it's written for girls. <laughs> but it's like, it for you yeah, also. this is so good, right? Like, 
I know Mandy and Tom, they're using, there's free curriculum, we're going to talk about that in a couple minutes, like they're using it in their youth group. Like it is good it stuff. Is. So take That's advantage right. of that. It is it is not boring. It is not outdated. It is like you want to know what the word of God says about women in ministry? Let me just give you four lessons about that. Pick and choose what you want, because you can chew on that for days, right? You want to know what the Bible says about temptation here? Let me just give you this whole unit. And I mean it could be a four-week series, it could be a one-day class, it could be a day seminar, however you want to use it. So for real. For real. If how you choose to deliver mm-hmm. it, then that's exactly If you have a good foundation and you deliver and you put your heart and soul into it and do what yeah. God has called you to do, He's put you in a place to deliver it to sure. your girl's needs. It that's shouldn't true. be boring no matter what. Yeah, it's true. Um, com- another comment you have to call it impact clubs or missionettes. Um, just as a girls' ministry director, we don't in our church. <laughs> So the name of our church is Radiant Life Church. Every single one of our children's ministry is a synonym of that. Our youth are Ignite. Our boys are Flash. Our kids are Spark. Our girls are Shine. Like, call it what you want. Do it how you want. It does not have to be this way in this box with this lingo. Again, the important thing is that we're mentoring and discipling girls. We're changing their view and we're changing their life. Right? All right. So the reality of it is you have options. You have affordable and free curriculum. Let's talk about free curriculum. Who doesn't like free stuff? (laughs) First of all, I'm like, give me all the free things. So um, you can go online. It's ngm.ag.org. I'll say it again. ngm.ag.org. So National Girls Ministries. Girlsministries.com. Yeah. Boom. Or OhioGirlsMinistries.com. That's ours. Plug that one, too. Right. So um, there are resources for days on there, resources for leaders. There, if you go to, for instance, you go to the Teen Girl resources, you have what's called Hot Topics. If you check out the Girls Ministry booth at some point today, I've got tons of those printed out. I just give to take with you, or you can look through them. It goes through scripture, so you can say this one is on Mean Girls. So you can go, it's going to talk about scripture, it's going to ask them questions, it's going to talk about how would you respond in this situation. So it has the opportunity for, we're going to have a teaching time, and now we're just going to talk about it, a small group time. So phenomenal resource. There are uh, packets for events. If you're like, I just want to have a girls retreat, girls weekend. I just want to put an event together. All the graphics, all the craft ideas, all the game ideas, all the sermon ideas, like, here you go, for free. Have, Have a girls weekend for little girls and for teen girls. So just so many things available to choose from. Anything else I didn't talk about? Anyone want to add to that? All right. So it's a come-as-you-are program. No uniforms required. Name it like it is. The program is lots of fun. It's adaptable. And combining classes and groups um, are also a possibility. Oh, nope, grab it. Okay. All right, so let's talk about some non-traditional models. Um, The first one is just having small groups, um, getting girls together, whether it's inside church or outside church. So we do have people that um, use this as an after-school program, that they're going into schools afterwards, and they are, because you guys know that that's a thing. In Ohio, you are legally allowed to have after-school programs. You have to get it approved through the school, but it is like they will put your information out there. It can go home with every parent, right? So... I mean, like, ding, 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 again, like, I have a heart. Here's, here's where we can get it at. 
But having small groups um, with maybe one topic. Maybe you're like, I can't do girls ministry all the time. I'm a teacher though, and I get summers off. So maybe it just means that in the summer, you're like, we're gonna talk about these topics this summer. We're gonna go over these specific things that I see our girls struggling with. I see them struggling with managing their stress and their friendships. Okay, then we're just gonna do it. We're gonna take six weeks and we're just gonna talk about this together. That's okay, you're doing something. Um, small groups after a, a ah, 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 let me just get that out of my throat. Uh, kids ministry, <laughs> you're welcome. That's how I teach. <laughs> if you weren't aware, I'm not real conscientious of being proven proper, but I don't have to be. Um, <laughs> but um, after your kids ministries or youth ministry, so somebody had just said to me, we were talking about this two nights ago, and I was talking about like these free resources and, and just have small groups out. She said, like, yeah, but we need questions for it. And talking about her kids ministry, yeah, but if we're gonna, we need your curriculum, but your curriculum isn't just questions that they know what they're talking about. And I was like, let me just tell you, because she's talking about adding another thing. And I was like, the top three, I don't even know if I should say this with a recording. The top three most used curriculums in our churches in Ohio are True Fire, Orange, and Life Church. All three of those curriculums, all three of them, are set up to have a group discussion or a lesson. Right. And then small groups. So I was like, instead of separating your groups into age groups, have your boys go in a group and your girls go in a group. Oh, I have too many. Have your this age to this age girls and this age to this age boys. You are having gender-specific ministry. You're creating small groups. And they're going to talk about it differently. They're going to talk about every topic differently. They're going to view it differently. They're going to see it differently. They're going to communicate about it differently. It's just the idea. Again, you don't have to do anything new. You don't have to even think about the curriculum. You never have to go to the girls' ministry website. Even in what you're already doing in your local churches, here's how we can get our girls together talking about the Word of God. And now, okay, we're ready to have more. Then we take it a step further. So small groups are great. Um, Sunday school. So a lot of churches are using girls' ministry curriculum in their Sunday school which is, again, another awesome option. After school, after school programs, we talked about that in breakout groups. Um, again, we mentioned that weekend retreats. So if maybe you can't have a girls' ministry program in your local church, um, your resources are tied. Again, just having maybe it's once a quarter, maybe it's once a year, maybe it's twice a year. Just having weekend retreats with them where they're getting together, they're having hangouts. Pam does a great job with this. She has Pure Design Magazine, and I know you do an event once a year, right? That's just for teen girls. The Ohio Girls Ministry, we have teen girl conference. Get together every year. It is fun. It is engaging. And if that's it, if it's like, we don't have something every week, but we're going to get to that event. Even if it's just that, that is spearheading conversation. It's getting them plugged in. Again, our girls retreats, you have first through fifth graders. You don't need to be a part of the program to be a part of that. Sign your girls up. Have them come. Their food, their lodging, their registration, everything is included for $80. Like, where are you going to take a kid for $80 and pay for their lodging and their food and their registration and everything? And here you go, and let's have a great, awesome two days together. Right. It's not an option, but it is now with Ohio Girls Ministry. So maybe that's just your element in a non-traditional model. Um, again, the event basis, homeschool program, um, you can do this also as Bible credit for people who do homeschool curriculum. So here it is. Bible, Bible classes count through the state of Ohio. So here you go. Here's your 
curriculum for that for your Bible-based um, Multiple co-ops, for those of you who are familiar with the um, homeschool community, they have co-ops where people get together and they do classes together. So this is a great opportunity to just say, okay, we're going to disciple these girls and it's going to be their Bible class for nine weeks or for 12 weeks or however that looks in a homeschool co-op. Um, and then combining the boys and girls together would be another non-traditional model. And what you can do with that, and I think what works so effectively in many churches is they get together and they're learning the group discussion together, they're going through the curriculum, but then again, they're separating into their own time for maybe their crafts or for their discussion. Because we know that crafts for boys and crafts for girls <laughs> not going not to be the same interests, right? So that is just another way. Um, start together and then separate is a really, really powerful way to just start when you're starting from nothing. Um, have your stars help in your rainbows. So the rainbows is your toddler, your three and four, four-year-olds, and your stars are three through five. So maybe you're having a unit on prayer and you're talking about prayer. Those three through or third through fifth grade girls might not feel comfortable to get on their platform on a Sunday morning and pray in front of everybody, but oh, the confidence we could give them when they pray for these three and four-year-olds little boo-boos, right? And if you've taught those little kids, you know that they're like, my dog died. Right. And then, like, true story. This just happened. It was seven years ago. He wasn't even born yet, but he saw pictures. So we're like, oh, goodness, honey, I'm so sorry. Like, we have this conversation, and I was like, said something to the parent, and she was like, he wasn't even born yet when Gus died. I was like, what? Right? But they want prayer. And so, what better way to teach and equip these, you know, third graders? Yeah. Pray for little Luke's boo-boo, you know? Pray for his dog. And just giving them the confidence, A, that they can pray. Amen. And B, that, you know, they are a role model. That they are a mentor. Because aren't we all? Amen. We're all teaching something. Right. Every single day we're teaching something. What are we teaching? You know, what are we giving people to watch? So it's just a good opportunity to include them. Um, have hands-on ministry ideas. So maybe, again, you don't have a traditional program, but you could get together um, and go shopping with your girls. Talk about looking for sales and budgeting and what that can look like. Um, cooking, meal planning. It's a huge thing right now. People meal planning, meal planning, meal prep, right? Why not take advantage of that? Um, I know in our local church, we ended, we ended up doing a night for that. The church paid for it. Our girls got together, and we actually did freezer meals for some of our shut-ins. And so it was a blessing to them. So our benevolence fund paid for it. It wasn't a big deal, but it's like, here are all these people. Or when people have surgery or are sick, here's your chicken nut meals. you got to just throw it in the crock pot, and then we've just purchased, like, here's the noodles, or here's the rice that goes with it. It's done. Right? But you get together and you can do things like that with your girls. They're having a hands-on opportunity to be a part of the missions, missions part that hopefully all of our churches have. But then also they're learning and they're being a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, teach your girls how to check the oil in the car. What about that, right? <laughs> um, true story. So we had a guy in our church that, like, somebody came and showed them the dipstick. And he was like, I... I was like, what, did that come out of my car? Like, I had no idea. So I'm not hating on boys versus girls, but I do think sometimes it's easy to stereotype and just say they're not interested. Uh, my daughter took a, a class at school, and she was like, I loved it. I know how to change a tire. And I was like, good, 
because when we get stranded on the side of the road, you can get down there, right? But no, I mean, we joke about those things, but truly, don't we want our, our young girls to be equipped? So maybe that's an opportunity. It's also an opportunity to draw in some men. So, and I'm not just saying this because Tom's in the room. One of our best services at Teen Girl Conference was when we had a man come and speak. Our theme was on being cherished, and it was like, this is what I'd want my daughter to know. It is real easy, and I'm going to say this when I have my session with Nate later. Um, it is real easy to assume that gender-specific ministry needs to exclude the other gender. But let me tell you how valuable it is to have our young girls with godly male examples in their life. Because otherwise, this is what we do. I have a question, Pam, or you know, a boy, and we say, go talk to my husband. And then, and then the little girl comes up to their youth pastor or their kids pastor, I'm really struggling with this, go talk to my wife or go talk to that female youth leader, right? So then when a boy does give them attention, they're like, okay, give it to me, give it to me. And what does it end up being? It ends up being sexual and unhealthy and they realize that the only time I have value or a man wants to have influence in my life is when he wants me for something that he shouldn't want me for. So I would say, please be unconventional. Invite men into the situation. Let them pour into. You see a dad that's got his stuff together, have him come speak to those girls. You see somebody who's doing something right, go for it. How much time do we have? Couple minutes, couple minutes. Again, I mentioned those hot topics, the retreat packets, kids breakouts. Um, I'm going to stop because I want to give you guys the opportunity for questions. We have a few minutes left. Anything I said or didn't say that you need me to say or want me to talk about more. I have no problem with awkward silence, so I'll wait. I'll just give a test I'll just give a testimony. I did missionettes as a teenager and um, it's just always, always been something foundationally like the scripture, uh, the Bible lesson. I mean, I'm constantly pulling on stuff that I learned when I was in middle school and high school. Yeah. And yeah. so it sticks with you. I mean, even little yeah. things like learning the books of the Bible in order. And right. I mean, just things like you say that to a teenager today and they look at you like, huh? You know, I mean, they just have no clue where anything is in the Word of God. So, I mean, it's... We think, you know, we say it's outdated or we say whatever, but it's like life tools that yes. have just stuck with me forever. And I still remember scripture memorization from, you know, those days. And mm-hmm. so it's right. it's something that will literally stick with these girls for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So. And the word of God is not outdated. Right. Right. And that's the, that is the foundation of what I think everybody in here wants to do is instill the word of God into our girls. You know, there's a, there's a big push, and I'm first in line for being the fan, Ohio for Jesus. And it is just about winning our Ohio for, Ohio for Jesus, planting churches in every single community, that there would be a life-giving, spirit-filled church in every single community. We have counties without an AG church in them, right? But what are we going to do? How are we going to plant churches? How are we going to have qualified leaders? Right. We're going to disciple them. We're going to make it so that they're ready, so that when the time comes and they graduate high school, they're ready for Bible college, or they're ready to take the next step. But it, it means that we all got to be a part of that equipping process. Because if we plan a church and we don't know how to disciple people, we're just planning a building full of some activity. We're just having fun. We're having a good experience. But if there's no life change, we're not having church. But life change happens when we are rooted in the Word of God. And so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and being invested in that. Because there is nothing in your life you will do that is more important than that. Because investing and instilling the Word of God into our young people. So thank you so, so much. 
If you have any questions, again, I said it before, Mandy and I are here. Any of the reps who raised their hand, we love to get phone calls and emails from you. It is not like, I'm sorry to bug you again. I'm like, please ask me questions. I want to I want to be a part of what's going on. You guys have some awesome things going on in your communities, and I want to share in that blessing with you. So um, please know that you are always welcome to connect with us, and we'd love to come alongside you. So God bless you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let you know, thank you. You did a great job. And you mentioned the third through fifth grade girls. Okay. It's still fantastic. Our though. church did receive it. We, it is. Our church is got the new CD. Oh, the CD. Oh, the, oh yes. The so there is a CD ROM that's even more coming out. Okay. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Again, if you guys have any questions, angel at ohioministry.net is my email. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless.